You're listening to Movie Fighters on the Greenlit Podcast Network. Go to greenlitpodcast.com to learn more. You'll love to fight with something to eat. Sometimes it's savory, sometimes it's sweet. Snack, situation, watch us snack it on. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Snack Situation Test Kitchen. This is the show where we eat snacks and we talk about whether they're good snacks or, or bad snacks. And my name is Chris Sims. With me, as always, is... The chief snacking officer of Kleidus Media, Matt Wilson. The CSO? The CSO. Uh, Chris, I think you're going to have to be the CCO, the chief cooking officer. Because, or maybe the CBO, the chief baking officer. Because we have flipped the script on Snack Situation this month. We have taken what is typically... A show where we buy gimmick snacks from fast food restaurants or eat international snacks sent to us by listeners. Mm -hmm. And we have decided that we're going to take our little taste test show and make it into a cooking show where we both make a recipe and then we're going to try the recipe on the show. And Chris, I would love for you, since it was your call, your idea, to do this recipe on the show, I would love for you to talk about the cookie, as you call it. Well, Matt, here's the thing. Uh, I do a lot of cooking with recipes from the uh, the website Bon Appetit, with which I believe you are familiar. I, I will not lie. I was watching a Bon Appetit video just before we started recording. Of course. Of course. I was watching Every Way to Cook a Whole Chicken 24 Methods. <laughs> what, can you can you run a couple down for me? He did a spatchcock chicken. This is Emil Stonic, who does the Every Way to Cook a Blank videos on the Bon Appetit uh-huh. channel. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. He did a spatchcock chicken on a grill. He did a beer can chicken. He did what is called a bunt cake pan chicken. Mm-hmm. Which is similar to a beer can chicken. He just did a roast chicken in a bag moments ago. And then the last one I saw before we started was he made a salt crust around a chicken and uh, roasted that. I love that you dropped a moments ago like like this is Monday Night Raw. <laughs> Fans, Fans, we're going to take you back. Fans, we got to see what happened moments ago during the commercial break. Uh, yeah, that's uh, I'm, I'm calling Bon Appetit videos like I'm Jr. That's that's my new thing. Listen, that would be great, actually. <laughs> I think there might actually be a pretty solid market for that. That's uh, true. Uh, oh my god! Oh my god! Claire's made a Dorito. I can't believe it. The Frito Lay Corporation. They're they're in dire straits. Oh my God! Claire's made a Dorito. Can we get that on a on a shirt? <laughs> real, just real quick, Matt, for this year's shirt. Uh, we could try. I mean, I don't know uh, what the market is for snack situation shirts, but maybe people can let us know. I feel like we would be doing both a snack situation shirt and also a uh, bootleg Bon Appetit test kitchen shirt. We'll talk more about this off the air. What matters? Is that, uh, as you know, Matt, my wife is in grad school. That's true. And also works 
full time. Been uh, there. I work from home. Been there. Not no not a lot of free time in that scenario. Yeah. I work from home and my job is making things up and writing them down. Uh-huh. And so I tend to have a little more time on my hands. So I have taken up uh the cooking. Like I I cook, I would say like, you know, uh probably 75% of our meals now. Uh over the past year or so, I've gotten that. And I have found Bon Appetit uh to be the best resource. I get the magazine. I I literally get the print magazine. Here's what I get in print. X-Men, Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen, right? Cobra and Bon Appetit. A, a a wonderful reading list if I've ever heard one. Indeed, indeed. Bon Appetit has a lot of really good sections. If you are just starting out and learning to cook, the basically section is fantastic. Cannot recommend that uh, enough. It is uh, step-by-step, really good food, really simple instructions, uh, good recipes that require, I think it's like less than 10 ingredients. Uh, some of my favorite stuff that I've ever made is from there. Uh, Matt, you've heard me talk about my black bean soup. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I've, That's a basically. I feel like there's a, a number of resources that can help people do basic cooking stuff because there's the Bon Appetit basically. And then there's also basics with Babish, which is the offshoot show of the binging with Babish series Mm -hmm. where every week he does some basic recipe, which I found very helpful in doing certain things. So, right. You, you love, you love Babish. I like Babish. You're a Babish man. But one of the other sections of Bon Appetit that I have found very illuminating and interesting is they have BA's best and BA's best is as the name implies, it's their best recipes, their, their highlights that they have chosen to represent the brand. I make BA's best risotto about once every two weeks and it's delicious. Uh, Matt, I'm really good at making risotto now. And here's the thing about risotto. Yeah. It's time it's time consuming. Sure. But it ain't hard. Y'all, it ain't hard. It just takes a hot minute. <laughs> you just have to stand there and stir shit for a while. Uh if you have not made yourself some risotto, make yourself some risotto. Use the BA's best recipe. It's not hard. Get a Dutch oven. Thank me later. Shout out to Cat Cool, who gave me Gave us the uh, Dutch oven for our wedding that I use all the time. It's my favorite piece of cooking equipment. Uh, anyway, I saw a mention on BA's Best of what they just called, capital T, capital C, the cookie. Okay. And Matt, you... I was, okay. I was wondering where the name the cookie came from. Because uh-huh. in the recipe... This is called the salted butter and chocolate chunk shortbread. Yes. And it uh, is also not, we should note, a Bon Appetit original recipe. It is, in fact, a recipe from Allison Roman's Dining In. Mm. And it was, it was reprinted by Bon Appetit. Uh, Dining In is a, a cookbook by Allison Roman. Uh, you can buy it now if you want. But I should get that. It was it was this recipe was 
uh, kindly reprinted in the January 2018 Bon Appetit, uh, thanks to Allison Roman. Uh, but yeah, I, d- I did not know where the name The Cookie came from. Well, Matt, I- I'll-, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. Matt Wilson, if you Google Bon Appetit The Cookie, this is the one that comes up. <laughs> uh, I have seen... I have seen this uh, referred to in different places as the cookie. So uh, I figured I should try that. Not to be confused, also, not to be confused with the cookie by Doubletree. Yeah, not to be confused with the cookie by Doubletree. Which, uh, buddy, I stayed at a Doubletree uh, when we went to see the Candle Night show for uh, my brother, my brother, and me. Uh huh. I, I checked in, and and they were like, hey, we're out of the cookie. What? Immediate and refund. I was like, yeah, I was like, I was like, well, um, I hope you enjoy being nuked from orbit on Yelp. Because that is what is about to happen. <laughs> I might as well be in a comfort in right now. Yeah, listen, all these all these other uh people in their twenties and thirties with anxiety that you've seen walking here, they might let that slide. But not this guy. I might as well be in a Ramada right now. What on earth? How dare you, Doubletree? So, Matt, I I think I should tell you, this might be the first cookie I ever baked. I definitely did Bon Appetit's Danish wedding cookies. Okay. Uh, And I've helped my wife make uh, her famous, delicious uh, brown butter chocolate chip cookies, which are also extremely choice. But I think when I started trying to bake, I was like, let's go to the top. Let's do it. This is not the first cookie I've ever baked. I No, you you are you you have baked other cookies and told me about them. I have tried my hand at just making the best possible chocolate chip cookies I can make. Uh based on a number of different recipes that I sort of married together. Mm-hmm. And those turned out great. I was very pleased with those. I have made just straight up shortbread. And mm-hmm. my wife Marlene, we make shortbread together basically every Christmas. We make shortbread and we take it to my mom's house and it's it's enjoyed by all. We dip it in chocolate. I learned how to temper chocolate really easily this Christmas. Mm-hmm. Thanks to America's Test Kitchen. You can, by God, Matt's temper in chocolate. You can make tempered chocolate super easy in the microwave. Um, it, the thing that has constantly hung up Claire Saffitz from Bon Appetit in her videos. <laughs> she could go to America's Test Kitchen and learn how to temper chocolate really easily. You don't need a, a sous vide machine or anything; just a microwave. I feel like if you. If you said, hey, Claire Savitz, why don't you just go to America's Test Kitchen and look this up, I feel like the hate radiating off her would vaporize you. <laughs> yes, I would get whole soured by Claire Savitz. <laughs> by Claire Savitz, the Matt Wilson of the Bon Appetit Test Kitchen. True. Uh, th- known to Brad Leone as half sour, Claire Savitz. Is this becoming a Bon Appetit fan podcast, by the way? Listen, I, I told Aiden what we were doing for this. And she was like, oh, is this going to just – is this what snack situation is now? And I was like, I don't know. I don't think so. But fuck, maybe. 
I think we could do it with some regularity. Try a recipe and then taste test it on the show. I do want to offer one reservation before we get too in, too far into this, though, Chris, about okay. capital T, capital C, the cookie. Yes. Number one, I've already tried it. I made these yesterday, the day before uh, we recorded this. I made mine roughly six hours ago, and they're Matt. There have never been cookies in my house for six hours that were not eaten by either me or my wife. Yeah. So I know what they taste like. They are delicious. It is it is a delicious cookie. We're gonna uh-huh. I'm gonna eat one on the show and we can talk about it. But it is a as del- am I. I have a plate next to me. It is a delicious cookie. I do think we may be venturing into Doctor Moreau territory. I think we're playing God. We've created, or to be more clear, Allison Roman has created a a, a dangerous hybrid, perhaps. A crime against nature in this marriage of shortbread and chocolate chip. Because I've been eating these, Marlene's been eating these, and we keep saying, like, is this a shortbread cookie or a chocolate chip cookie? <laughs> I mean, Matt, that's a false binary. It's a it's a chocolate chunk shortbread cookie. It's both. I know. It's but it's both. Because it, it's got all the butter of a shortbread cookie. Mm-hmm. But it has as much flour as a typical chocolate chip cookie, so it's it's really both at the same time, and yes. that is both wonderful and a little upsetting. How, what? Okay, Matt, you have said some wild fucking things on this show. <laughs> In what sense, Matt? Is this upsetting to you? I, I'm exaggerating a bit for effect. Uh huh. No, I, I I got it. I just but I but I know I know you're exaggerating a bit for effect. But I also know you're not exaggerating. <laughs> well, I look. It's it's I. You know this about me, Chris. I like things to to exist in distinct categories. I like mm-hmm. to be able to categorize things. I like to be able to uh, – maybe this is a failing of mine. Uh, label. I like to label things sometimes. Yeah. And so I have – You and I, I think – and this the listeners might not know this, but you and I tend to like categorizing and sometimes ranking things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I've lived on this earth, on this planet earth, for 36-plus years – Believing Uh that there were distinct chocolate chip cookies and shortbread cookies. And now this this thing exists that's both. And it's not like a cronut, right? Because a cronut isn't really a croissant or a donut. Right. It's just a layered pastry with a hole in the middle. It's it's well you don't eat it and say, This is the perfect marriage of croissant and donut. I certainly don't. It was just a gimmick, right? Yeah. This actually is both things at once. This is like if you went to a restaurant and there was something on the menu called steak chicken. And you're like, huh, what's that? Is it like chicken fried steak? And the the server says, no, it's both steak and chicken at the same time. 
It's steak and chicken. It's it tastes like steak, but it also tastes like chicken. It has all the good parts of steak, but also all the good parts of chicken. You wouldn't know what to do. I mean, I'd have to try it. <laughs> you would have to try it. <laughs> you would be like, did they breed a chicken and a cow? What happened here? This is – okay, first of all, Matt, I do feel like I should stress that you I, you know that there was no breeding. You made these. <laughs> yes. Again, I'm exaggerating a bit for a fact. I know. Okay. But look, look, look. I am shocked to hear you voice this concern because every goddamn time <laughs> – I you you try something. You're like this. Just reminds me of a thing I like more. Sure, like, th- like you don't like frozen yogurt because it reminds you of ice cream. It's not you that don't. I don't like it. It's not that I don't but like you it. You could be having ice cream. It's just not as good as ice cream. Yeah, yeah. And you and, and all the time you're eating it, you're like, I would like. I wish I was eating ice cream. Yes, right, yes, that is the way Matt Wilson works. Which is also a th- something that's expressed on The Good Place, and I completely agree with it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Good Place Matt, nailed it. But Matt, but Matt, Matt Wilson, for the love of God, I have given you, I have given you a gift. I have given you a cookie that you can eat. And you won't be thinking, oh, I could just go have a good shortbread cookie because you're because you've got it. And you won't be going, oh, I should I should be eating a chocolate chip cookie. That's what I want more because you'll also be eating that. Matt, I have I have given you this gift. You're not wrong. This is true. It is somehow somehow this thing is not a half measure. It's not like eh, a little bit shortbread, a little bit chocolate chip. It is both. It is both yeah. at the same time. It is, as you said, it's the best of both. Because I was eating, I was eating one of these earlier, and I was thinking about the Walker shortbread and how much you love the Walker shortbread. Yeah, it's good as hell. Which, which is legit. The Walker shortbread is good. But as I was eating this, I was like, that shortbread's good though. That shortbread, and it's it's just like Matt likes it, where it's it's butter, sugar. A different kind of sugar, brown a sugar, a third kind of sugar, yeah, uh, and and flour, and that's it. Like it's got those simple ingredients that I know Matt loves, and then that chocolate chunk hit. Oh, Matt, and yet oh. the texture, the texture is also a little bit traditional chocolate chip cookie. It mm-hmm. it it rides that line in this incredible way that is almost inexplicable you just have to make this and try it yourself that said i wanted to talk a little bit about at least my process of making these chris i know you've made these before Mm -hmm. so you're a little more practiced than me now we won't go through the whole recipe because that might be infringing on a copyright (laughs) yeah but i mean you can go like it's you do not have to buy Bon Appetit magazine. This thing is on online on bonappetit.com. Just Google Bon Appetit the cookie, or and it's there. Or the, the page is called Salted Butter and Chocolate Chunk Shortbread. We'll link to it uh, on our Tumblr. Yeah, for sure. 
this is not a traditional cookie making recipe. It's not just like making a dough and then scooping out the dough and putting it on a pan and baking that. This has a process of rolling the dough into a log and then chilling it so it sets and then cutting that into equal part pieces of the cylinder that you then bake. Mm-hmm. So so basically what comes out are these sort of like disks. They're cookie disks. They're not what you think of as a traditional cookie shape. I think even for shortbread. Now, I always assumed, because I've never made shortbread yeah. before. I've never made like a shortbread cookie. Have you, you, you certainly you have. You love shortbread. Mm-hmm. Yep. It, I kind of assumed that was a similar process to making a, a shortbread cookie. I think you can do that with shortbread, but the way I've always made shortbread is you roll out the dough. It's like making biscuits. You roll out the dough okay. on, a, on the surface, and then you cut it with a cutter. Like a biscuit cutter, or with like mm-hmm. a sha- a cutter that's a shape. Like we've done Christmas trees at Christmas, okay. And then you bake those. Um, this I've never done a thing where you make a you roll a log of dough and then you cut it um, into equal pieces. I found that somewhat difficult because I don't have the best eye <laughs> for cutting equally. So some of my cookies ended up thicker than others. Which is yeah, fine. A few of mine did too, but they cooked fairly evenly. Yeah, my, none of mine I, th- I think are like underbaked, which is fine. They mine actually got a little brown on the bottom. Honestly, I almost bought a bench scraper two days ago because we had one and we got rid of it. I think we kind of married it, and like a bench scraper would have made this so much easier than doing it with my chef's knife. Yeah, I used I actually used a serrated knife, so my cookies are a little like wavy on the top. <laughs> I I did a serrated knife. I started with a serrated knife, and then I I realized that I was just sawing in a way that was unnecessary. I keep picking up a cookie and trying to eat it, and I know that we like eat the thing on the show, so I can't. Yeah. I've already taken one bite. I I basically I keep comparing my cookies to the picture <laughs> on the website, and they're mm-hmm. not as perfect as the picture on the website. They're also not quite as brown. Mine are a little blonder. But I think that's how they're supposed to look. Uh, yeah. I mean, I sent you pictures of mine. Mine look great. I, I feel like ours look very similar because I sent you a yeah. picture of mine too. I don't think yours look bad. No, they're they're not bad, and they taste good. This being my first go, I, I just wanted to to state my cookies aren't perfect, but I think they turned out good. They taste really good. Yeah, I think this is a. I think this is a success. Yeah, for let, let what me, could be a new deck, a new uh, direction for a snack situation. Let me ask you one last question about the recipe, Chris. I wish you would. One other step in making these involves rolling the logs of dough. Well, first of all, you brush them on the outside with an egg wash, and mm. then you roll them in raw or demerara sugar. So there's a little, like, sugary crust around the edge of the cookie. Mm -hmm. How essential do you think that is to these? I mean... Or is it just just nice to have? I mean, the the outside having that crustiness is, I think, a clutch part of the cookie. Okay. 
I, I, I was just curious about your opinion because I was wondering, it, it does give them a nice look. It does give a little something more to the outside. I think you actually taste the egg more than you taste the sugar around the edge. But part of me thinks it's a bit of gilding the lily to do it. Interesting. Okay. Um, but I, like, I'm not going to knock it. It's 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 a nice thing to have. It gives it a little something something extra in appearance. Okay. All right. So, Chris, we've talked about our baking experiences. We've talked about my Doctor Moreau concerns. <laughs> right. Your your Doctor Moreau concerns. I, I just think I'm a little bit of a Val Kilmer here. I've always said that about <laughs> <laughs> the. You're my Huckleberry. And uh, now we we eat the cookie, I think. All right, let's do it. Cheers. Cheers. Gosh, fucking good cookie. <laughs> I just took a nice big bite of the sugar on the outside. It is... It does add a little something, I have to say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the shortbread is so flaky in mine. Yeah. Oh, it's so good, Matt. But it, it crucially, not dry. Because mm, I, I think that is the the biggest worry when you're making shortbread of any kind mm-hmm. is that it has the potential to to be a little dry. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know why it's not dry. It's because it has half a pound of butter in here, a lot of butter, and crucially, I think. An amount of flour that makes it more cookie-like and and less like a shortbread biscuit, as it were. Because mm-hmm. I was actually surprised by the amount of flour in this recipe. It does it does have a, a grip of flour in it. Um, yeah, man. I think this is I I really like this cookie, and it's not difficult to make either. Is a, like a thing that I think is. It's not difficult to make if you have a stand mixer. If you have a stand mixer, which is kind of the the that's going to be, I think the barrier for entry for a lot of people. The first step in the recipe is essentially creaming together butter, sugar, and vanilla. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have a stand mixer to do that with, or at least a handheld mixer, that's going to be really hard to make happen. We both have yeah. stand mixers, so we, we were do. able to do this. But if if you don't have one, I think that might be the, the biggest barrier to entry to making these. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah I can't imagine. Like, you do not at all want to uh, do this with your hands by no means. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and again, like once you use the stand mixer in the first part, you, you basically need no tools after that. Mm-hmm. Just a knife to cut the the dough, but yeah, you don't even need a bench scraper. It is it is pretty necessary to have that stand mixer at the start. Absolutely, but I feel like if you if you want to get into baking, you're gonna want that stand mixer anyway. Like you can't like if if you get into baking, you need a stand mixer. Yeah, and fortunately, my wife was really into baking uh, even before we got together. So I again, that's one of the you know. One of the things that I 
had access to when I started cooking. We, we have really nice knives. We have uh, a stand mixer. It's great. Chris, we've we've said a lot of glowing things about the cookie mm-hmm. so far. Before we get into ranking this on our huge list of snacks, I do want to offer one counterpoint in the form of an anonymous comment on the Bon Appetit website. Posted, I, I can put money on what this one is. Posted on January 6, 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will begin reading it now. F U C K, all caps, these cookies. Dough always falls apart, always. Go make a real chocolate chip cookie, waste of effort. F U C K, all caps, them. Just wanted to offer that counterpoint. The, the comments on this recipe are hilarious. The, yeah. the, the rating that this recipe has got on the Bon Appetit website is quite high. It's uh, four and a half stars out of 47 ratings. It mm-hmm. is mostly five star ratings with a handful of, I think the, the one I just read is the only one star rating I'm seeing. The rest of them are people just doing the recipe wrong. Like the ones who have like four and three stars. Right. They, they just are. It's like, shouldn't the recipe identify when to add the egg? Which it does. Yeah, you don't add the egg. You, you want it's, it's an, an egg, egg wash. It's a wash on the outside of the of it's. It, that's one thing that makes it distinctly different from a regular chocolate chip cookie recipe. Uh, no egg in it. Yeah. No, I mean, like, look, I ain't, I ain't Alton Brown, but I know, I know that when it says beat an egg to blend. And then brush the egg on the outside of the thing. That that is an egg wash, my man. Uh, here's a, a comment from back from April 2019. Erst, if you want to own a kitchen, if you don't own a KitchenAid mixer and must use a hand mixer, whip the butter first, then add sugars, etc. I used King Arthur flour, Gearer Deli dark chocolate, unsalted butter, and Malden salt flakes. The cookies are good, not great. I think I was expecting something more exciting. I gave most of them to my neighbor who doesn't bake. She enjoyed them. Wow, that's like a real... It's a roller coaster. That's like, you know, they're good if your neighbor doesn't fucking bake. <laughs> like, Jesus, also, okay. listen to all these good, expensive ingredients I used. I, Matt, I use molten salt. I use, I use molten flaky sea salt on mine. I used fucking flour from the grocery store and chocolate from the grocery store. <laughs> I mean, look, I did go to Food Lion today. And uh, and sea salt that I think is also grocery store brand. And this thing turned out fantastic. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I used molten sea salt. I, I kind of... I kind of like care about my craft in a way that Matt doesn't. <laughs> No, again, like, uh, I use Monty's Hall, but, like, I, yeah, I use, uh, gold metal flour, uh, which I do, I can, you can pick it up at Target. King Arthur flour, they always have King Arthur flour in the test kitchen, but, like, 
Aiden and I have had several conversations on the subject of, is King Arthur flour a scam? Because it's more expensive. Yeah. It's fucking flour. I mean, it's. I guess it's pretty good flour. I mean, Matt, how good could it be? Here's the one last uh, one-star review from also an anonymous poster from Chicago. Posted January 11th, 2018. Yeah, that's your old town. Yeah. Uh, tough city. Tough city. These were a crumbly mess. I've never made a shortbread cookie before, but these absolutely fell apart, apart and it was impossible to form a log. Yeah, well, there's your fucking problem. You gotta get um, – they're not a sponsor, but you gotta get Blue Chew – I'm not sure if the recipe calls for too much flour or what, but basically I ended up with a bunch of crumbles. I would not make again, but the dough does taste pretty good. I don't understand how people are having a hard time making this into dough. I I had no problem with this falling apart whatsoever. Well, well, here's the thing is when you get it out to like roll it into a log, that's when it's like falling apart. Cause like mine, mine was a little like just a little bit, uh, little bit shaky in that regard. But like, it wasn't like it didn't really fall apart. I just it's you just had to push it back together. Mine held together just fine. I think you. I think these people didn't mix it enough. Yo, they absolutely didn't mix it enough. Or that they didn't. The they didn't add the flour. They added the flour all at once. Instead of doing it slowly, like the recipe says to. Yeah. Follow Do the recipe. Follow the recipe. How, how about this? How about you follow the recipe and then and then maybe you can you can figure your shit out. Here's here's what I want. Stuff. Look, I don't I'm not in any any place to make demands of the Bon Appetit test kitchen. But if I did, and if they wanted to listen to me. They should do one of those videos where, like, all the uh, the chefs in the text kitchen answer questions, and they should take questions from people who are like complaining about various recipes, and they should just be just follow the fucking recipe. Yeah, the, here that's Matt. That's the secret, right? Like, I have I have spent like a lot of time like trying to get better at cooking, trying to do new things. Like I said, I make risotto a lot because risotto is really delicious and good, and I like it. Uh, but like at the end of the day, what it is is you follow the recipe, learn how to follow instructions. It. Yeah, it's not. It ain't rocket problems. Read closely. Yeah, it's the same. It's it's the same thing as understanding Grant Morrison comics, Matt. Read closely. You just have to pay attention. If you pay attention, it's fine. Now, I will say, I, I'm out here talking shit. I did, as you know, I did start making the dough before I realized I was out of chocolate chips. <laughs> I that used, is, I originally used unsalted butter, but I added salt, and it was fine. Yeah. Yeah. Watch your snack on! 
Come on in. What can I get you? Sure, I've heard of Hair of the Dogcast. They're that podcast about video games and beer. From the latest gaming headlines to diving deep into the games of yesterday to sampling and reviewing craft beer from all over the world, Hair of the Dogcast is here for the gamer and beer lover in all of us. Available weekly on the Greenlit Podcast Network. Hey, do you enjoy your commute but want to make it a little worse? It's real dumb. We hate ourselves. Hey, guys, you ever like something? Well, you won't in this case. Men Like That, a podcast. All right, Chris, it's time for us to place the cookie on our list of snacks. And I feel like this one is gunning for the top. Yeah, uh, I would resoundingly, like, I am... This is like a top three for me. I really like this cookie. And here's here's the thing, Matt. The thing is this. Buddy, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. How much weight do we put to the fact that with, what, like six ounces of chocolate chips, yep. an egg, right. some brown sugar, some flour, what are we saying, like $5 of ingredients, if that? Probably not even that much. Probably not even that much. Uh, probably the most expensive thing in it is a teaspoon of vanilla. Yeah, probably so. Probably the vanilla extract is the uh, is, is what is gonna cause you the most trouble to part with. Matt, how much weight are we willing to put to the fact that we now have two dozen cookies each off of five dollars of ingredients? I mean, I think that's pretty pretty valuable. Because looking at the top of this list, buddy, you look at the top of the list, you see Hot Glaze Original Krispy Kreme Donut. A good How value. How much is Krispy Kreme Donut? A, a decent value. A decent value. But you, but the, the Krispy Kreme family of Winston-Salem, North Carolina, they are, they are making a significant profit on that, even counting the labor. Surely they are. A, a single Krispy Kreme Donut is... Roughly 89 cents. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Dollywood cinnamon bread. Now Dollywood cinnamon bread. Now you're talking about a high price per ounce. Yeah. Now, food. I would pay whatever you wanted <laughs> for the Dollywood cinnamon bread because it's e- excellent, delicious. Yeah. Here, here's, here's my argument about the hot glazed original Krispy Kreme donut and Dollywood cinnamon bread. Uh huh. I don't think we are capable of making those. Like you don't think that I could make, you don't think that, that I could watch a video with the title, like pastry chef makes Krispy Kreme original glazed donut. And then I would be able to recreate it. You could recreate a reasonable facsimile. Okay. of a hot glazed original Krispy Kreme donut, even though it takes a lot of work to make a donut. I, I invite you, back to Bon Appetit, I invite you to watch Brad and Claire try to make donuts and for it to be an utter disaster. Now, I have made donuts. Yeah. But I make, I, I, I make fried donuts. Uh, like, like in a fryer? Like in a deep I mean, fryer? In the, in the Dutch oven with, like, oil in it. Oh, okay. So, essentially, yeah. 
Okay. I mean, I feel like donuts require because because yeah, donuts are typically fried. Krispy Kreme donuts are fried. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of trouble that goes into that because of of the mess of the oil and and having to use a fryer and on and on. For that, sure, for sure. That's not the level of trouble that I'm willing to go to in the kitchen typically. Uh, yeah. Like I, the last time I made donuts, it was because I was depressed. So I made donuts. <laughs> Fair, but but like, I, surely you could watch a video to make a reasonable facsimile of a Krispy Kreme donut. You could watch a video to make a reasonable facsimile of Dollywood cinnamon bread. But are those going to be a Krispy Kreme donut or Dollywood cinnamon bread? No, they are not. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. But but at the same time, the the we you know when we talked about cookout. And we talked about cookout compared to Steak and Shake. The monetary value of cookout is off the scale. It yeah. is off the charts. It's it's undeniable. Even though I went to cookout like twice this week, like three days apart, and I wanted to die after I <laughs> ate the second time. Did you get uh, too many corn dog sides? I don't appreciate that you accurately guess what one of my sides was. <laughs> here, so here, okay, based on what we've just said, here's what I know that this is above. Okay, those room temp cinnamon almonds, which are delicious. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But one, you could definitely make those at home. Yes, and two, the expense of those room temp cinnamon almonds is. So much higher than the cookie. Matt, I'm going to tell you, I've made, uh, I, I've made cinnamon almonds at home. And if you want to, I, I think this might actually have been a Bon Appetit uh, recipe or a Bon Appetit suggestion. Uh, if you want to like be the star at uh, Christmas time at your office uh, secret Santa, uh, here's what you do. Make fucking cinnamon almonds. It's really easy. <laughs> well, you know what I'm going to make next time I go to a thing where I feel like making something to take to the thing? What's that, man? This cookie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Absolutely. Like, this is, like, again, this is this should be your go-to now. It should be a go-to, at least. Yeah. I mean, I got into... Like I said, when I made that effort to make like my version of a perfect chocolate chip cookie, I shared the shit out of those cookies because mm-hmm. I was proud of them. Thought they were great. Yeah, and I'm proud of these too. I will share these. Yeah, man. Also, we have two dozen each, and I don't want to die. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know that I ended up with two dozen. I think. I either either mine are like wider than than most. I tried to go for the like the recommended two and a half inch diameter. Mm-hmm. Um, they might be closer to three. They're they're a little bigger maybe than the regular cookie. I think I probably ended up with fifteen or so cookies. Um, no, that's probably more than that. Probably more like eighteen. Uh, yeah, so I not- cut each log into 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 
twelve into twelve. Yeah, I did. I didn't keep count. I just kind of did what felt right. Yeah, but I mean, it's a it's a grip of cookie. Yeah, it's a. I have a whole container full of them in the kitchen. Yeah, still. So I'm gonna like you know send these send these to work with with my wife and be like, hey, tell them that your 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 husband who bakes uh, fucked around and made some of the most delicious cookies in the world. Value wise, I think super clutch in every respect. Yeah. Flavor wise off the charts. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. There's no way I think this dips below the top three. My gut, what my gut is telling me is number three. Cause, cause here's the thing. The, the Dollywood cinnamon bread has the, the love of Dolly Parton in it. Yeah. I, I could not imagine Making anything as delicious as Dollywood cinnamon bread or a hot glazed original Krispy Kreme donut at home. <laughs> but everything else, including vanilla classic Christmas tree cakes by Little Debbie, like I think this beats that handily. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, like, again, Look, you know I love Little Debbie Christmas tree cakes. You know I do. I do know you, that you love them. You know I have nothing but the warmest regard for small Deborah and her cakes. However, much like the situation that arose with the Walker shortbread, I, I know what's in these, and it's like butter and sugar. Mm-hmm. Uh I mean, my my favorite part of, of snack situation is reading the ingredients, Matt. So I, I don't know if we want to read the ingredients on a little Debbie snack cake. Yeah. I'm doing very funny bits. If people don't watch the Bon Appetit videos, they have no idea how funny these bits are. Uh, that's Yes, that is uh, something Claire does in every Gourmet Makes. Go watch yep. Gourmet Makes and you'll get that. Definitely go watch Gourmet Makes. It's, it's quite good. The the list of ingredients of a hot pocket is concerning. <laughs> yeah, especially given how many of those I have put in my body in my teenage years. So, are we in agreement that this is number three, or are we going to argue this up? I mean, the thing about Dollywood cinnamon bread is that, again, I have said it before. I do feel like I would eat it until I died. Yeah, like I would eat it until it was no longer available uh these like i've i've had like when oh and when they came right out of the oven oh oh matt will son okay yes they're very good right out of the oven however i don't think that is the optimal way to eat these i think the optimal way to eat these is cooled because Cooled. Because when they come right out of the oven, they're 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 about to fall apart, you know? They're like they gotta oh, cool. You sound like that guy. I do sound like that guy in the in the review. But like you gotta let them cool on a rack for a while before you know they firm up into their their true cookie form. Yeah, that's true. But they but that's the thing. They don't get bad if you leave them out. No, 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 no. They get better. Here, okay, here's an important distinction I think we maybe should make here then. Because hot glazed original Krispy Kreme donut, like if we just put 
original Krispy Kreme donut, original glazed Krispy Kreme donut on this list, it would be considerably lower. The being hot is what makes that number one, right? Yeah. Dollywood yeah, cinnamon sure. bread, similarly, you kind of got to eat it hot. It wouldn't be bad cold, but it wouldn't be the same. Yeah. These become what they truly are when they're cooled. Hmm. 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 I think it's got to be number three. I think so, too. When presented with a hot glazed, with a dozen hot glazed original Krispy Kreme donuts, I have to restrain myself from eating six of them. Yeah. Matt, we went and got hot glazed Krispy Kreme donuts ourselves. And as you will no doubt recall, I fucking hopped a median. I was so goddamn excited <laughs> to get back to the hotel. I do remember that. Uh, that was the like, same. Ah, ah, ah. That was the same uh, hotel return uh, where I tried hot sauces on the show. Uh, it was a good time. A good time was had by all. This is going number three. The cookie. Yeah, yeah the cookie. Parentheses, salted butter and chocolate chunk shortbread. Uh, we'll go on the list of snacks at number three. Coming in strong. No snack, except for two, is as good as the snack you make at home. Agreed. Agreed. Now, Matt, here's my question. And this is a question for you, and this is also uh, a question for for the listener. Do you think, now that we've done this, now that we have thrown our... By the way, also, I love that we made a, a snack ourselves, and now we're like, oh yeah, it's fucking better than most of this shit. I, I mean, that's not because of us, though. That's because of the the food scientists, because of Alice and Roman, who created this wonderful thing, and we just followed her instructions. Yeah, I just do think that's very funny. Like, hey, hey, makers of Mountain Dew... Uh, 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 whatever it was, black label. Uh, get bent because ours was better. I mean, we told them to get bent quite some time ago. Oh, we did because it was extremely bad. Very um, bad. So now that you and I have thrown ourselves into the ring, uh, now that we are are coming down the aisle, is it incumbent upon us to try to make Dollywood cinnamon bread? Hmm. Can we find a recipe? I mean, let's see. Dollywood cinnamon bread recipe. It auto-completes Dollywood cinnamon bread recipe from scratch. So so there's got to be one out there. I mean, yeah, here it is. Here it is from the Dolly Parton Dolly's Dixie Fixins cookbook. Uh, also, there's, yeah, there's Dollywood cinnamon bread on the Hallmark Channel. So so it's out there. It's out there. We could try. Is how I, I, I want to know from the listeners how much of snack situation from now on is going to be us eating a fucking cheese it pizza, which I don't want to do again. I'll just go ahead and tell you, Matt, I don't want to do it again. I mean, I feel like we have to do it again. I feel like the 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 Trying bad 
gimmick food is is a big part of this and certainly we're going to try international foods that listeners send us because that's a big part of the show but my feeling is like quarterly we could do a recipe that we make ourselves okay now the listeners can let us know if that sounds like something that they're into if that sounds like about a good cadence of us making our own things and trying to make the cinnamon bread ourselves is a good uh is a good option i think i also think uh matt that there's a thing we can do because you you do a fair amount of cooking yeah i do a fair amount of cooking i feel like maybe we pick out a one of our signature recipes for the other like you would make the heirloom tomato galette that I make, and I would make a thing that you make. <laughs> I don't know what you make off the top of my head. I was uh, like, I, I thought about doing a bit and like insulting you, but I didn't want to do that. I do think we need to stay squarely in the realm of snacks. We shouldn't be making. Uh, big old meals to try on the show, but I, I do like that idea of of maybe maybe every we switch off choosing a recipe. Mm, that could each that time. could work, yeah. So you chose this one, I'll choose the next one when we do it in April or whatever. Um, yeah, you can let us know, listeners, what what you think of this and what you think of this becoming a more regular part of snack situation. Uh, maybe the show has evolved. Now uh, that we've made the cookie, well, thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate. We hope you've enjoyed listening to us talk about these cookies that we made. And if you're feeling adventurous, make them yourself. They're yeah, really like, good cookies. Super good cookies. Again, not uh, difficult by by any stretch. Uh, as long as you have the stand mixer. Yeah, we will be back. In February, trying another snack. Uh, in the meantime, you can help us out by subscribing to our Patreon. You can give us as little as $1 per month to make sure that we keep trying and making snacks on Snack Situation. That's at patreon.com slash Ajax. The Snack Situation theme is by Matt Fisher. Our Tumblr is moviefighterscast.tumblr.com. That's where you can see photos of the stuff that we try on the show and uh, maybe some other notes about about the foods we're trying on Snack Situation. See you in February, probably with some bullshit. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, probably. So, some bullshit gimmick snack. Some terrible fucking... Ugh. Mountain Dew, Valentine's Dew, <laughs> or whatever. Until then, everybody. Thanks for listening, everybody. And stay hungry. What's your snack on? This has been a Kleitus Media production.